TK's real big on counting people in his spare time. Mm-hmm. I people watch. Fall. There are four right now on this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could count CA. It begins. Ah, see, that's where you're wrong. I don't exist. <laughs> oh, Sorry, oh, CA counts man. as multiple people. That's how Wait. Wait. But I count as two people, so. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Why do you count as two people? Because he's great. That's why. He has four testicles. <laughs> that it, I, have, I have all nine dragons. That's balls, one too many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for hams and yams. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> it Funny. Holiday. My name is Fenwald Griswick. I'm Chaotic Anarchy. And I'm TK. And today we have a special returning guest. Yay. Everybody say hello to Paul from Bye. On the Shoulder. Yay, that's me. Hey, Paul. Hello. hello. Welcome back. Thank you for having me AKA back. AKA Lord Lexapro. Yay, Lord Lexapro. AKA Time Lord. AKA <laughs> Polosophize now. Yep, that's it. On Twitter. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? A man of many names. Yep. For those of you who don't know, Lexapro is actually, or Paxil spelled backwards. <laughs> Uh, or Paxil being the Ketamine Advocacy Network <laughs> for people addicted to cat tranquilizers. Oh, man. Dear Lord. True story. There was, there was an entire South Park upset about that. Wow. Look at that joke. It's real. Ketamine? <laughs> no, people addicted to cats. Oh, understood. You're addicted to cats? I mean, I'm kind of addicted to cats. Is that what you said? Like, I like cats. There, there was an entire South Park episode about people addicted to cats. Oh. Oh. Dander huffers. That's what they're called. <laughs> Dander huffers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dander huffer. <laughs> oh, no. So first of all, let me just apologize to everybody in advance. Uh, the local uh, fire department in my neighborhood uh, insists on playing Santa Claus every year. And so they might be by and in, I think in the it's background. the real Santa. I don't think you give well, him credit. Uh, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> put words in other people's mouths. The real Santa but... is outside my house right now, sitting <laughs> in the fire truck, <laughs> and will not move until he gives me a candy cane. That is a stalker. Saying. That is. The, we should pause the podcast. We should pause. Yes. Until he gives me his candy cane. Find your cane. phone. They go around the neighborhood and they throw candy canes at you. Like they don't even come to hand them to you anymore. They just toss and they're it not wrapped or anything. <laughs> it's just. It's just candy canes that <laughs> stick to you. <laughs> Some of them have been eaten. They sharpen them for so good measure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I was always wondering if I was the only kid who did that and if that was a bad thing. You know, sharp, I mean, sharpening the candy cane until it's like a, you could stab someone with it. Is that just me? I mean, they have to try the candy cane first to that it's not poisonous. Oh, that's true. That is a good point. I um, have a weird thing with mint. Like, wait, 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 wait. Overpowering. So oh, I did you say mint just or men? Mint. Mint. Okay. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it at all. I was just, I was just wondering what kind of conversation we were going down. Just wondering. I uh, tell me about your mint. (laughs) Tell me about your men. (laughs) Your minty men. Really good at sharpening them with sandpaper. What? 
What? Oh, my. <laughs> I'm trying to picture it in my mind. Like, what is happening? Why are we, you? Do we why? have to pause for the debauchery again? Yes. Wait. What? What? <laughs> why are you standing, Minty Men? I don't. I'm very confused. <laughs> and only a it's little. For his aroused. new YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> where you it, burn things? Yeah. I mean, how else do you burn? That's true. Yeah. That is true. Mm. Good point. They won't you know, stick otherwise. I found out that you can actually melt candy canes and they become like bendy and pliable. So you can like turn them into other things. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's well, I know I probably should, but I didn't. <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. There was no punchline. <laughs> no, I thought they would just dry out and then, like crack in the oven, but instead they become like pliable play yeah, It's fascinating. It's, yeah. Would you like a flaccid Science. cane? <laughs> <laughs> Santa's trying to give you his flaccid cane. We have a good time in my house. <laughs> As you can tell. <laughs> so much innuendo. So much. So tell us, Paul, what's going on? What have you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? Um, yeah, it's, there's an it's summer episode. in Australia. It is summer in Australia. That's how. Yeah. You're basically six months ahead of us. Uh, what's it like in the future? Have we cured global warming uh, yet? We have not. Um, it got worse. Oh. Um, turned out the government's just kept doing what they have been. Um, yeah. <sighs> I lose that bet. <laughs> you're really, you can mail me the check. You're really bad at betting. Um, <laughs> Everybody gets jetpacks in a couple of months. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, Very not cool. you, Grizz, because you, you don't out. exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cancel my train pass, then. You have a new episode? I mean, we have a lot of new episodes. A whole lot of new. I don't know. How long ago did we do this? Did, did, did I was on here? Uh, six episodes back. You're okay. Right. So we. That's six weeks ago. So we have about six new episodes. Um, <laughs> seven actually. Oh. Ten days ago, you released season one year in review. Oh, yes. whoa, 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 whoa! Um, yeah, that that review episode was super cool. Everybody should go listen to it. If you haven't listened to the show, great starting point because we recap everything and we also tell a lot of secrets behind you know what we call behind the shoulder. Um, secrets. Yes. Like where the players consistently fuck up over and over. It's amazing. Um, all the times they didn't ask questions and they should have. It's 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 great. <laughs> um, that's kind of become a running gag on the show is that the players just don't ask the relevant questions they should, um, and so their their journey their journey plots along. They don't really know why things are happening. They're just happening. It's great. Um, yes, and they also revealed that they are in fact not filming themselves at the same time that they're doing the podcast, yes. which frankly I think is a missed YouTube opportunity. It really is. Uh, we should be doing it, but every time like every time Beth talks about like the listeners she'll always say the viewers by accident as if she is secretly <laughs> filming us and yep but yeah no so yeah so season two started of the show that's really cool uh we announced that we're going to be doing uh like three new shows entirely new shows so that's oh wow also cool so do you want me to give you a rundown of that i do all right cool tell so, me so the first one is that beth from on the shoulder she'll be dming uh her entire her own campaign um, it's going to be uh, original fantasy. Is it based in Russia? I, I, I would be surprised if it is not. Um, but <laughs> no, she's got a really cool, awesome storyline. I can't really obviously share it yet. But my character sure. is going to be this adorable little gnome. And she's like the most wholesome, adorable gnome in the world. But Aww. she also just really wants to uh, have sexual liberation. So she's like this innocent wholesome gnome that that just wants to explore sexuality but doesn't know how um 
And so it's just this interesting mix of her trying to fit into a world where everybody thinks she's wholesome, but maybe she's not as wholesome. Oh, I Paul, like that. When Very this, complex. Yeah. When this comes out, you realize I'm going to have to make a hashtag that if this character dies, we riot. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Please do. Um, so there's that. That's cool. Um, then the next show is going to be one that I'll be doing. It'll be a gritty, dark, sci-fi um, type of campaign game. You, you can't see me right now, but my I'm like elbowing in the air with my arm resting on my head. Be like, yes, please tell me more. <laughs> so yeah, it, well, I, so it's going to be like this. I, it's going I to be a picture that in my mind. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be this Elbow big. yourself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be this big, uh, expansive space opera um, that I'm putting a lot of work into the law. I don't know if you've listened to on the shoulder, you realize that we literally just. Sat down one day after a long kerfuffle about a previous campaign, and we're just like, nah, screw it, let's just do a new one right now. And we did. And so everything is winged with On the Shoulder, which is not going to be the case with this other one. Um, I'm going to be doing an expansive lore. I started designing the entire galaxy, which is a lot of work. I wish you luck with that. That's a pain. Yeah, it really is. Um, And the third show is actually not going to be a role playing one. Um, So, ta da. We are the on the shoulder crew are just gonna do movie commentaries. So we're gonna we're gonna watch a movie together. We're gonna record us hanging out, watching the movie, talking about it, um, and then you can watch the movie and listen to us and hang out with us. Nice. So cool. It's kinda like what we do at Thread Raiders too. We have a movie night also. Oh well then I guess But we don't record it and we're not as awesome as you I are. guess we're enemies now. Um C A. Thread Raiders didn't know what hackers was. So. <laughs> yeah, I was. I felt so old. <laughs> oh, so sad. He's like, yeah, let me Google it. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, at least somebody looked up the script. Ed was posting the script. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that sort of reminds me of every t- every time. Like, if somebody if somebody gets into a really uh, I don't know political or whatever debate in a place where it's just kind of where I don't feel it's appropriate. Like, I don't know, somebody's daughter's picture. I'll just start posting um, the script of the original... Um, oh, what's that movie? Damn it. The, the the one with the monkeys in space. You know, the one... Monkeys in no, space. No, not monkeys in space. <laughs> the, the one with the with apes. Um, Planet of the Apes. That's it. Planet oh my apes in space. God. Oh my lord. I cannot believe they I... go to space? I cannot believe I... Uh, I can't wait until you actually watch that movie and realize that the apes don't actually go through space. Ah, <laughs> wrong. Wrong. You, you, I calling you out right now. Um, one of them does. Remember, they send the one in the thing and then he goes through the thing. It's the one, the in, one the, in the thing the to the thing in movie. space? Yeah. The, thi- the guy, yeah. At, like in the original, he puts the, the monkey in the, oh, in the little spaceship the and he sends him in and he goes through a time portal and then the humans are like oh shit we better find out what's happening there and so they send a human <laughs> are you referring to ham the chimpanzee who we actually sent to space in real no, life it was in the movie his name was ham that was yes. the third movie i think paul oh, Planet of the Apes Three. oh really i don't know man it's still canon um grizz you're not real <laughs> um <laughs> which means your contradictions are not real either um no, no. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> so basically the movie podcast is just an excuse for us to watch all of the movies we want to watch and um, pretend we have time to do that. So yeah. 
Good for us. Fun. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Yep. Oh, uh, also, I'm working on actually a fifth project with, but it's a secret project. Um, a fifth project with Wade from um, Not Quite Heroes podcast. Just uh, putting hey. it out there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Look at you out in the world doing things. So yeah, because Wade from uh, Not Quite Heroes, um, mentioning them again, um, he uh, actually sent us at On the Shoulder like three mics and a professional mixer. Wow, nice. Because um, he liked the show, but he was like, he was like, but you know, I just really wish the quality was a little better. Um, and I was like, dude, I understand, I get you. He was like, so yeah, here's these mics and mixer. And I was like, oh my god. And so you know, so me and him have actually become pretty good friends, and. Uh, working on something together now so there's that wow just think if i hadn't bought this 200 dollars radio microphone i could have maybe gotten some swag out of our fan base yeah you, yeah you just <laughs> no. make them feel really bad be like do you like this content or you want to hear it better anyway sorry i got a little aggressive there i apologize grizz I apologize. <laughs> that's all right i think our fan base just wants us to send them dice oh man oh so that also that's another thing when does this come out when does when's when's this come out uh, this will be out on Friday, uh, this Friday, the okay. 21st. Cool. So that means you still have a little while. On on the shoulder, we started a giveaway, and we've had like over 3,000-something entries. Um, nice. Yeah, so like nearly 1,000 retweets on this. And basically, it's we've got some D&D books in there. We've got some dice. we got this really cool D20 mug. Um, so uh, head to the on the shoulder if you want to enter that giveaway. It's something like... Two hundred dollars worth of, of, of loot right there. So, so and it's international. Very cool. So you don't need to be from Australia. <laughs> Yay! Yep. We can participate. Yay! Anyway, so there's that. But cool. What if you're from, what if you're from Texas? No. That's where like most of the fan base is. <laughs> no. I'm Texas. sorry. We have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. No. No. I'll do a giveaway for the Texans. Would you be open for a trade? Because we have 24 Texas Rattlesnake uh, glasses that we are trying to, uh, you know, uh, offload. And if you were interested in a trade, we can make that happen. I, I, I like how you put that, Chris. We're, we're trying to offload them. You're totally not shifty-eyed at all. I didn't want to go with dump your junk. I was looking for something, a better way to put that. It turns out having an eBay account is really complicated. And, uh, so now we have these mugs. Look, he thought he was getting one for a penny. Turns out it was 24 for 24 cents. Free shipping. I mean, how do you turn that down? Exactly. When, when, like, my mother would be like, go to your room. I'm like, all right, but... Like, my PlayStation's in there. My books are in there. Like, this isn't a punishment. I'm kind of a, a, a loner anyway. I spend most of my time there. This this really isn't a punishment. But, yeah, that was my childhood. Go to your room, gladly. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was go to your room and leave your books out here. Ooh, ooh. That was well thought out, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like yeah i got this no, you're grounded me give me your D D books no <laughs> my fantasy my lands dad, my dad eventually got smart and it was you're grounded i want your books your dice your sheets and your pens oh my god oh, messed up but that's messed that's what up. that's how you just that's how you become a better dm because now you got to wing it in your head completely so you know <laughs> <laughs> Remember Legit? character yes. sheets. Thanks, Papa. Yeah. TK, and I'm not saying this, be, you know, as a disparaging way. I always pictured your father being the kind of guy who would be like, "All right, you're grounded. Ten minutes in the tub with the eel," and then he would just, just be. Say that again. <laughs> 
wrestling. <laughs> it's a thing. I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my dad actually listened to the podcast. Nice. He's like, I don't know if that's good. He's like, so I'm confused by the eel thing. Why it keeps coming up? Like, cause you <laughs> because the story keeps getting added on to it. Now it's not even the original story anymore. <laughs> like you, like Dad, you fought an eel. Come on, that's kind of cool. He's like, it's... I also fought a crocodile. But you don't talk about that. Yes. <laughs> Why won't he be on the show? Wait, your father's Steve yeah. Owen? That's weird. <laughs> no. <Yes>. My dad. <laughs> Keep not... him away from Stingrays. <laughs> he did not believe in recording his own voice. Oh. Well, Doesn't he understand sad. that that story is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me? <laughs> I use that story He's in bars to pick up women. Us. <laughs> TK's dad, don't be free. Come, come hang out with us. We would love to have you on that show. <laughs> Talked to my dad today, and I asked him if he'd ever want to join us. He's like, no, don't believe in recording my own voice. Like, so that's why we don't have a voicemail set up? <laughs> he just looked at me and was like, look, four people call me. You, your mom, work, and your grandmother. <laughs> Is this like with the Native Americans where they think that the microphone will steal their soul? Oh, we have How about we have that here. Have, um, sorry. You do? Well, so uh, Native Australians, um, they have a, a thing, and it's not my place to judge, uh, but they have, a, <laughs> they have a but they have a thing where they uh, it's in their culture it's against you're not allowed to photograph them because it will steal their soul, and uh, I and standing there with my camera, I'm like I have never felt so powerful. Um, like, cause now apparently I can steal people's soul with it. So there you go. You can only pick up my soul on analog. Yeah. It won't work <laughs> on digital. Uh, you can only get what? my soul if you go to, uh, on the short on iTunes and all of those episodes, they're my soul. So just go download it. <laughs> also get five stars. If you yeah, don't, exactly. he loses a bit of his soul for every download. Exactly. It's, it's splinters and it's very sad. Don't be sad. Be happy. How about your dad does sign language and I'll translate? Oh my god, that's amazing. How about your dad <laughs> yes. your dad writes to me on on like on an IM <laughs> and I will try and do your dad's voice. That's even easier. Hello everybody. And then that's I'll the make voice. like eel wrangling sounds in the back. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna record him one day when we're chatting and I will play it on the podcast. Oh yes, yes. I am your father. I am your father. TK, I am your father. With the eel. <laughs> well, let me just wrap this up by saying that uh, for those of you who uh, enjoy picking up women in bars and also have a booster <laughs> shot scar, bitten by an eel uh, works wonders. So I'm just yes. putting that out there as a you know a little helpful uh, public service announcement. Mm-hmm. And also for those of you who are looking for Paul on Instagram, uh, his account is Aussie Soul Collector. Uh, <laughs> reach him there uh, feel free to you know friend him that's He's amazing for those follows it's promo time greetings fellow adventurers fenwald griswick here dice are like people when they first arrive at your house you're thrilled to see them and they cooperate with your plans for world domination but then after about five hours or so you develop a mutual hatred and they deliberately screw with your stuff out of spite Are you tired of rolling a 1 when you really needed a 12 or higher? Do your acrobatics checks look more like grasping vines? Have you been killed while casting animal friendship? Scientifically speaking, your dice probably aren't cursed. But why take the chance? Our presenting sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot. 
Tabletop loot has a wide variety of gaming accessories, such as complete sets of dice, tote bags, t-shirts, rolling towers, and much more. They even have those pads of paper you use to write down the list of things you need to buy from the grocery store. Whether it's ending the terrible reign of an undead dragon or simply trying to climb out of a hole formerly lived in by a gelatinous cube, don't settle for substandard tools. Visit tabletoploot.com right now to see all of their amazing wares. And when you find something you like, use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout to get an even bigger discount. After all, what's the point in publicly admitting you know us if you're not going to get a little cash out of the deal? Tabletop loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. TK, what you playing this week? Uh, uh, actually, a game that the Thread Raiders backed on Kickstarter and it's going to be in the book. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's called Power Outage. Power Outage. It is by Bear Bars on Twitter. That's a B-E-B- A-R-C-E, and it's a D20-based game that is aimed towards kids. Oh, so fun. Introduce kids into D&D without all the complication, without all the rules. That sounds perfect for me. The (laughs) characters are already created. Mm -hmm. For now, there's a character creation guide, which will be in the final product. So how... How do you play D&D without the rules? Oh, man, I could, totally, uh, this, I could so teach you. These are very simplified. Yeah. It breaks down everything into an action and a role. Oh, how fascinating. I want to encourage Grizz so he can lift up that car. Encourage on your character sheet shows what dice you roll. So you'd roll a D20. And then it has a number next to it, and you have to roll above that number. My caffeine skill is a seven. So what would I have to roll in order to bench press the car? You'd have to roll above whatever I rolled. So if I rolled a nat 20, it would be an automatic success for you. Ah. Oh, okay. So the DM rolls and then you roll against the DM. Right. So like I could say, all right, I'm going to roll to see what the difficulty is. Kind of like a challenge rating. But it is compared to your skill. So if you have a nine and a nine gives you a plus three, it subtracts your plus from my total roll. So if I rolled a eight, your plus three means I have a minus three, so I'm down to five. Cool. It is good, actually, because it shifts the mathematics from having the kids having to maintain the math to the DM. So as long as the DM is an adult or a kid who understands uh, it, you know, addition or subtraction, that would be good. So not me in either yeah. case, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with mathematics. Anyway. Um, hey, Paul, what have you been playing? Oh, man, I have been playing Suited. So it's this new game by Escape Box Games. It's, it, it's I think it's a, a it's a guy and his wife. I'm pretty sure it's his wife. I apologize if it's not. They might just be friends. Um, but uh, they basically made this game that is an RPG which you play using decks of cards instead of dice. Um, and the idea is that. Uh, y- you can uh, throw the game together really quickly and you sort of randomly generate your character using the decks of cards and you, you role play through it. And there are so many different settings, like they got like pirates or space or apocalypse or, you know, mm. superheroes, all of that jazz. And it is super fun. And uh, y'all should get about it because uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. We've been <laughs> recording some episodes of it. And uh, yeah, it's good. And uh, Paul, you know, what's really cool is I just looked that up and... It fits in the power outage. It's kid friendly. Yeah, it is. It's oh, it's cool. it's fantastic. 
Um, well, TK, with your your RPG, how old can the players be? Like, is there a suggestion of age? Group? Uh, ages three and up. Whoa! Uh, actually, uh, what? Bear Bars, the guy who <laughs> made it. At three, I think I was drooling and learning how to pee. <laughs> uh, Bear Bars, who made it, actually made it for his kids. Nice. You there with the pacifier? Get over here! Wow. I, I, I've been playing D and D since I was four, so. Do not put the D20 in your mouth. <laughs> Unless you're going to spit it. It doesn't count. I mean, I really think I was learning my name. I don't think <laughs> that, that early on, I was... Oh your name goodness, is only two letters. <laughs> I have to admit, when I was three, that was the first time somebody handed me an Atari 2600 controller, and it was delicious. <laughs> I bet when Grizzix was three, you already knew the dictionary. You're pretty smart. Just when I was, I, I think when I was three, I have memories of like beating my older siblings at video games. So like at the Sega. So. I'm so my glad goodness. you finished so that thought. So much happened. Yeah. 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 I said beating and I was like, uh. I, I, and the website will be at the bottom. <laughs> All I can hear is I have memories of beating my older siblings. Yes. Video games. I was like, well, was wow, like you eating? were a tough three-year-old, man. Siblings, stop. <laughs> games, yeah, all right. Oh, no, we did have some, we had some crazy, um, like, physical fights as a kid. Like, I think at, at one point um, we broke a uh, mop, like a, a wooden mop um, that was broken over my back. So that was fun. Um, oh, jeez. No, it's not a bad thing. You're You're getting really sad. It was a good fight. It was an honorable fight. I was just thinking, Paul, you and I are so much alike. My brother did the same thing to me. They're real big into social Darwinism over there in Australia. Yeah, pretty much. Um, social and all the insects. Um, the question is, did your mom get as mad as my mom did and like you know, threatened to murder us both because that was her good mom? <laughs> no, we, we, wow. we, we taped it up really well that... <laughs> Either she was like, well, they've already taken the punishment because apparently this is broken over someone's back, or she didn't notice. I don't know which one it is, but like three <laughs> years later, I pointed it out to her and she was like, what the fuck? And yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you take if you take this little shiny bit off, this whole thing falls apart. But yeah. <laughs> Your mom thought you were decorating it for her. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> hey, Paul Swamp, if you're listening, that, that is not an insult to you or your children. It is an insult to all of Australia. TK's an asshole. Um... <laughs> hey, I got a few friends in Australia. They know this. The rest of Australia should too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's tea time. <laughs> tea time. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the portion of our show where I read a series of facts that can be found on the underside of uh, an unnamed tea brand's caps. Uh, I will read you a question and then wait for your response. Hopefully no duplicates today. Let me just apologize to Lord Lexapro in advance. Almost all of these are about America, so... Uh... Hey, I've, I've spent like maybe... I've spent maybe like three years in America and also... Perfect. Um, your TV shows are like um, here a lot, so there you go. And watch Paul get them all right. Yeah, yeah right. He's gonna win. It'll be to the disgrace of America. <laughs> no, it's how well you did educating the rest of the world. So there you go. Silver linings. Snapcat fact number one three six zero. Bluetooth technology was named after a tenth century Scandinavian king. Uh, that's actually correct, yeah. 
Bluetooth the king? Uh, he was a he was a Viking before that. Yes, true. Bluetooth the Viking king. <laughs> the Viking. Get it? Get it? Na 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 na. Yep. Uh, sure. Why not? True. True's all around. Yep. Yeah, that'd be pretty yep. cool. That was true. All right. And the answer is true. Yay! That's a really weird American trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Bluetooth is a wireless technology standard developed in Sweden uh, for exchanging data over short distances using a wavelength of uh, radio waves in between 2.4 and 2.485 gigahertz. Harold Bluetooth was a 10th century Scandinavian king. So you can see the relationship between him and Sweden. Uh, famous for uniting the Danish tribes into one kingdom known currently as Denmark. Um, he also took over Sweden for a time. Uh, one of his incisors rotted in his face and turned blue, and that's where the nickname came from. Yep. Um, it is also possible that it fell out and was replaced by a marble, although there's no way to know that for sure, because he was, in fact, uh, sent away into exile, and uh, we have no idea where he is, so there's no way to dig him up to find out. He's not in my basement. Um... But good. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel better about your basement. <laughs> it shouldn't. Um, but yeah, no, that's actually some really interesting stuff that I, uh, I did a whole project on him in school. So that's cool. Ah, yeah. I made nice. a Bluetooth jammer in school. <laughs> he, he was a real, he was a real badass in, in the field. Like, I mean, he was a really good fighter. Like anyway. Yeah. Anyway. The, the dude, like just weird, random fact. He was also in the show Vikings for a brief time. They touched on him. He had war dogs that we now know as Russian bear dogs. That's so cool. I mean, terrible, 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 but also very cool. <laughs> he, he, they only obeyed his hand commands. Oh, I know what that's like. Moving on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, Harold Bluetooth's father's name was Gorm. Wow, that is an amazing name. All hail Gorm. Gorm. Snapcat fact number 1410. There are more people on Facebook today than there were on the earth 200 years ago. True. This, uh, I want to deb debate semantics right now. I'm going to say true, but, but it's, yep. Population growth. Mm. TK's real big on counting people in his spare time. Mm. I people watch. Fall. There are four right now on this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could count CA. It begins. Ah, see, that's where you're wrong. I don't exist. <laughs> oh, Sorry, CA counts as multiple well, people. That's how wait, wait, but I count as two people, so. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Why do you count as two people? Because he's great. That's why. He has four testicles. <laughs> that it, I, have, I have all nine dragons. That's balls, one too many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is. True. No. Total number of Facebook users, 2.27 billion. The world population crossed 2.27 billion in 1937. Jesus. Uh, and so Jesus. that is correct. So I, I want to quickly, quickly ask, though, um, do you know, is that unique users or just accounts? Mm. So it will probably be accounts. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, I got it right. Who cares? I'm the champion. 1.27 billion of those are, are Russian bots. Yeah, pretty much. I knew uh, that answer 
because of a comic book. Nice. What comic book? Uh, Infinity War. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. It was a throwaway thing in Infinity War that there are more people on Facebook than Thanos will destroy. And I was like, really? So I looked it up. I was like, wow, that's actually true. That is quite interesting. I like how we respond to Infinity War like we would if he had said it was Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Ooh, <laughs> fancy. <laughs> Current world population, for, for those of you who were wondering, 7.7 billion, uh, which makes Facebook share 29.5% of the entire world population, assuming yeah. that each of their accounts corresponds to one person. That is a bad assumption. <laughs> yeah, bad assumption. <laughs> Snapcat fact number 794, Mount Whitney, the highest mountain in the continental United States, and Zabriskin Point, the lowest point in the United States, are less than 80 miles apart. True. And uh, yes, that all fit onto a single cap. That's why Grizz was trying to scratch it out. <laughs> I had to read it with a magnifying glass, but I did get the fact. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm opting for the, huh? answer Ooh, that's Ooh. fun i kind of want to do it too well, just out of curiosity <laughs> was there a particular part of that question that you thought uh maybe i i've never um bothered to really learn american measurements so i don't really know what that distance is <laughs> oh <laughs> oh that's unfortunate <laughs> it's like 100 kilometers i'm gonna go with false uh 142 kilometers uh, yeah, I could see that being true. Okay. And the answer is false. Ah. Yay. <sighs> I believe Australia. <laughs> Not you, Paul. Everyone else in Australia. <laughs> this all comes down to wording. Uh, in the fact, it read highest mountain in the continental United States. Uh, and that is what made it incorrect. Uh, there is a difference between continental and contiguous. Contiguous yeah. means those states that are all next to each other, what we refer to here in the United States as the lower 48. However, the continental includes the entire continent of North America, which would include Alaska. And the highest point in Alaska is Denali, formerly known as Mount McKinley. It towers over Mount Whitney, so it would be the highest point, and thus it would not be uh, less than 80 miles apart. Well, there you hmm. go. So next time uh, my credit card says you can't use your points because, you know, you're not in the continental U.S., like, nope, nope, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Grizz said it. He's never wrong. And now the final part of that fact is also incorrect. Uh, had they actually used the word contiguous, uh, they said less than 80 miles. And in fact, they are 88 miles apart. So that would have been more than 80 miles. Wow, well, there you go. I would also like to say that <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I was waiting for it. Zabriskian Point is such a a, a gauche way of saying uh, the lowest point in America. First of all, it's the top of the mountain. You have to go to the bottom of Zabriskian Point in order to find the lowest point in the United States. So <laughs> that's just ridiculous. <sighs> And, <laughs> and really, it was just a Grizz way for the fact writer to say that Grizz he had seen the 1970 art house classic film of the same name, uh, which is just, again, super, super snobby. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the... You know what? I, I have a fact. I can share facts, too. I can fit 
13 marshmallows in my mouth at the time. That is normal. The normal yes. sexual part can of me is it? so excited. And it's on camera. You can see it. It's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Called Fluffy Bunny. Yeah. We were yes, so close could, to not being PG. Yeah, I could, I I could uh, recommend a website. Um. <laughs> <laughs> see, as I, as I put it when I lost, when, when Maddie said, see, how are you doing that? And you're like, I have a strategy. <laughs> and it worked. CA, I would like to mention that that fact makes up for the fact that the last marshmallow related fact that you gave us had to do with the supreme leader of North Korea fitting 200 plus marshmallows in his mouth, which it turned out was incorrect. I did promise that we would circle back to that, and we have. Moving I'm sure on. you could do it, but the sugar rush might kill him. Snapcat fact number 327. Chewing gum was invented in New York City in 1870 by Thomas Adams. Uh, No. Wait, no. I want to say false. Uh, Wasn't it a result of the uh, feud in Mexico, I thought? Is like the scientist Thomas Adams? Um, is that what we're talking so, about? So yes, the answer would Who's be. Oh, he was Adams? an engineer. Oh. Was he involved in that war? Maybe I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, sure. Okay. <laughs> you can create gum, Thomas. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the answer is false. Son of Yay. Yep. Yep. American Indians chewed resin from spruce trees. Um, and Mexicans had uh, a substance uh, known as Manilacara chicle, uh, which is where we get uh, chiclets from. Uh, both of those predate this man. However, I assumed that they were referring to manufactured gum. And in fact, uh, Thomas Adams, who in 1871 uh, did begin with his chewing gum, uh, was predated by almost 30 years by John B. Curtis, uh, who developed and sold the first ever commercial chewing gum uh, in the state of Maine. And it mm. was made from spruce trees. Mm. That is very interesting. Uh, now, to your point, Paul, yes, it is true that Thomas Adams was involved in the Mexican conflict, mm. which was how he got his hands on the gum. I see. Although, when they gave him the chicle, it was not for gum purposes. It was so that he could uh, use it as a lubricant for his instruments. And when it did not work as a lubricant for his instruments, he then figured out that it could become gum. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. right, we're going to give you this sticky, tacky stuff. Look, use this to lube your instruments. <laughs> Listen. And Paul, since you knew that, I'm going to give you a half point. Yay, half point. Because that's pretty impressive. Yay. Yes, well done. I want a half point too. No, you don't get a half point. Oh. You can have half of my half point. I'm splitting my point. We have quarter points. Yay. All right. Paul, you're the quarter best. points. For me. To TK and Paul. But TK doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, not TK. TK, you get nothing. No, Paul. Ga- Paul and CA. Yes, and then I want to split my my point oh. with TK. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm cool. I'm my, cool with that. My quarter. One eighth point to TK and CA. Yay! That's totally going to be great at the end. Yeah. Snapcat fact number 229. The Caspian Sea is actually a lake. 
Uh, does anybody know the definition of a lake? Body of water. (laughs) Am I allowed to Google lake definition? (laughs) A lake is a collection of water. Oh, wow. In in my cup, it's a lake. I've got a lake right here. That's smaller than an ocean. (laughs) Yeah, that's my cup. But bigger than a cup. Bigger than than a cup. All right, well, I've got a jug. Um... I would assume into which a river or some other tributary has uh, has there, filled it. An inlet, an outlet in the Caspian Sea, do you know? Yeah, it's because I'm going to say, like, isn't a basin? Nah. Nah, I don't know. Because I know one is with, <laughs> without outflow. Isn't that what a lake is? So a, a lake is at the bottom of a basin because the basin is filling up from the bottom to the top. So... The a basin can actually be larger than the lake. I want to say false. Okay. Um, I'm going to say technically true. Okay. Because I think it's a technicality. Then shouldn't it be huh? No. No, it should not. Miss <laughs> one-eighth of a point. Okay. I'm going to go with true. Okay. My old friend. <laughs> and the answer is true. Yay. Yay for me. <sighs> Uh, it is, in fact, the world's largest lake. Wow. Uh, at 149,200 square miles, which is 386,400 kilometers squared, or three times <laughs> the size of Pennsylvania. Jesus. Of water. Whoa. Yes. Um, more specifically, it is an endorheic basin, which means that it is surrounded by land with no exit to the ocean at all. So literally the water goes there and then evaporates away. It doesn't leave the lake at all. Well, that's interesting. Unless I take a cup of it and pour it into the ocean. That's right. <laughs> In which case you change everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how Paul became cursed. <laughs> like an episode of Sliders. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 399. Manhattan was the first capital of the United States. And I need to make reference to the fact that capital is spelled C-A-P-I-T-A-L. Um, is it uppercase or lowercase? They're both lowercase words. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say false. Okay. I want to say True. I th- Why do you want to say true? Because the spelling is different, and I know I've seen. Well, because the A L means something else. I don't remember what, but I know O L means head of like the area. Like our capital is Harrisburg in Pennsylvania. C A P I T O L is head. Like Washington D.C. is the capital of the U.S. Well, so I want to quickly. I think is is not the difference um, in relation to the U.S. Constitution. Um, so I want to say true. I'm going to say false. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say false too. All right, and the answer is false. <sighs> yeah. So. 40k. <laughs> A.L. Uh, capital with an A.L. is the governmental seat and symbolic center of, in this case, our nation. As opposed to OL, uh, which would be the physical building, okay? By using AL, what they meant is that the symbolic seat of the United States was at one point in Manhattan, and that is incorrect. Um, And I have a little bit of some dates for you. 
The Albany Conference, uh, June the 18th, 1754, featured what would be the first uh, non-British, if you want to look at it that way, uh, group of people mm. that was in City Hall in Albany, New York. If you don't want to go with the Albany Conference, the first Continental Congress uh, convened in Carpenters Hall in Philadelphia. Yes. If you don't want to give them credit, the second Continental Congress uh, convened for the first time, as did uh, when the Declaration of Independence was signed, as did the Articles of Confederation, as did the first Congress of the Confederation, all in Philadelphia. If you don't want to give any of them credit, uh, the Treaty of Paris, which ended the Revolutionary War in 1783, uh, was done in Maryland, in Annapolis. And if you don't want to give any of those credit, the very last possibility is, of course, the Constitution, which officially declares Washington, D.C. the capital, regardless of the fact that they weren't sitting in Washington, D.C. at the time when they signed the Constitution. It doesn't matter that they were in Federal Hall in New York City, which, of course, is Manhattan. It matters only that the Constitution spelled out Washington, D.C. as the mm -hmm. capital. Yeah, A-L. Yep. Had it said O-L in the fact, that would have been correct because they were in the building Federal Hall in Manhattan. And so thus it is false. Yay! Fun fact, New York City is building a massive barrier around Manhattan called the Big U uh, to prevent 40% of the city from being submerged by global warming. Wow. Yeah. Part of me wants to go look at it. Another part of me wants to look get like the design plans. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> now we need to make a like a an RPG campaign where like this just goes dramatically wrong. They accidentally build it around the whole city. And uh, chaos ensues. But that's called Escape from New York, the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Paul, you are not allowed to have any locations that have more than seven vowels in them. So, <laughs> yes, this could put you over the top. It might. It might. We'd yeah. have to call it something else. <laughs> Snapcat fact number 667. The shoreline at Wildwood grows almost 100 feet per year. Oh, I have no idea. I've never even heard of that place. Uh, I'm going, huh? Oh, 100 feet per year? That seems excessive. Half of this question doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Wildwood is a beach in New Jersey uh, that is kind of famous for having a very long shoreline. Oh. I'm sorry, a very wide so, shoreline. Like to, the, to walk to the ocean like takes quite so some time. so long. Yeah, it's not even worth it anyway. And it grows 100 feet a year. I kind of want to say false. It's just north of Cape May. Because erosion. Okay. Also New Jersey. And feet. I'm the, trying to picture myself walking. He's, feet. he's saying New Jersey because they're so cheap? No, because there's a lot of uh, like sinkholes because of the limestone. Interesting. Paul, do you want to stick with huh? Yeah, I'm sticking with huh. I'll go with true. Okay. And the answer is false. Oh. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that was it's exciting. So, I was waiting to so hear why. Now. And then... <laughs> so first of all there are two other wildwoods but neither is on a beach so that's how we know that this is wildwood new jersey uh, the other ones are in florida and missouri uh, inland florida for those of you who are wondering <laughs> 100 feet is 33 yards every 10 years uh, that would be 330 yards and every 50 years that would be 1650 yards Okay, so if the fact was correct, 
that would mean that uh, in 50 years, you could have 1,650 yards. However, the beach is only 500 yards long, wide. Uh, so that's 15 years worth of growth. And so that makes it false. For those of you who are wondering, uh, the reason why uh, the sand in Wildwood is so immense is because uh, the city of Cape May in 1911 destroyed their local ecosystem by installing a marina. And when they did that, they dug out two gigantic jetties in order to allow boats to access said marina from the ocean. These jetties were constructed in such a way in order to prevent sand from refilling them, you know, having just been dredged out. And the way that they are orientated, uh, it causes sand that would normally come into the jetty to end up in Wildwood, which is just to the north. Uh, so mm. that's what that's all about. But it is nowhere near 100 feet per year. Um, I actually calculated it out or attempted to as best I could. Back of the envelope calculation, nine feet per year. Wow. All right. Yeah, 100 feet sounded kind of excessive. It did, yeah. Yeah, I got to say, this is one of my favorite things about coming on the show is I just learned so much. Aww. Nice. Yeah. Yay. One of my favorite things is being a know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> And the final score, uh, by five and a quarter to four and an eighth and four and an eighth, Paul wins. Woo! Yay! Yay! Well done. Yay, me. I, and, and when you said at the start, uh, so let's, let's recall, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all like, it's going to be funny if Paul wins. It is funny. <laughs> did you count my eighth of a point? Yes. You did receive four and 4.125. What's oh. your final score? <laughs> nice. We are controlling transmission. All right. Now it's time for what's in the box? What's in the box? What is in our show where we have our continuing saga of a, uh, a box addict, which is you. Yeah, I've been called that before. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Box hound. It's yep. very similar. I do like boxes. Everybody ready? Ready. I'm ready. ready. I was born ready. Daybreak find you back in what shall henceforth be known as your room at the tipsy cricket now even more refreshed than before and even more eager to get back on the road you bounce out of bed and pack up your gear once you give your room one final last look around to make sure you didn't forget anything you exit but the second you step out onto the balcony you are accosted by a deafening roar of applause and chanting Hero, hero, hero. You wave politely and step back into your room. For three days, it has been like this. These crazy sons of bitches, having no idea that you were there only for the loot, are so grateful that you de-haunted one of their houses that they have laid siege to your hotel room in appreciation. You haven't eaten. You haven't bathed. You haven't adventured. And you haven't milked your yak. This is getting serious. It's time for a daring escape. You scour the room for supplies. You use a curtain tie, a pillow, and your bed sheets to create a faux human form, which you then hurl out of the north window. Pressing yourself against the sill of the south window, you wait until your adoring fans have left. You climb out onto the roof, and in one fluid motion, owing to years of practice, you hurriedly tightrope walk along a laundry line to a building on the far side of the alley. 
you launch yourself through the first window you come to and crash down onto the bedroom floor of a woman who, upon seeing you, slaps the rotund, white-whiskered man she's in bed with, insisting that she's not that kind of woman. Not planning to wait around for your share of that particular Pollyanna, you dart out of the room, down the stairs, and to the front of the house. Hastily cloaking yourself in a gigantic fluffy red coat and matching white-trimmed hat that happened to be hanging nearby, you skulk out the front door and shuffle your way over to the stable. When you peer through the window, you see eight townspeople quietly praying to Molly and Minnie Mall, who have been adorned with all manner of floral wreaths and garland. Molly has several sticks of burning incense tied to her mane, and Minnie Mall rotates in a circle, attempting to <laughs> nibble on some of the popcorn garland that is draped around her neck and body. Luckily, you're prepared for this. You have spent several hours training Molly to obey commands via whistle. You give her the command for exit building. Santa! Your long hours of playing sensei to a rented yak pays off. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Molly exits the building with Minnie Mall in tow without tipping off the worshippers. This is it. You've got your party and your gear. But that's when you see him. The angry stable master who dressed you down for trapping him for two days with a screaming statue steps out of the rear of the stable with clipboard in hand just as you're mounting up. The two of you lock eyes. At first, you think he's going to go with the program. But then you see his lips curl in a way that makes you think that he <laughs> thinks that you think that he's going to go along with the program. <laughs> The stable master pulls out of a sack on his hip a large handbell and begins ringing it and yelling at the top of his voice. It's now or never. You slap Molly on the haunches and she launches into an impassioned trot. The chants of hero, hero, hero chase behind you like midday thunder. Left, then right, then left again. You weave through the streets. You see carolers singing your praises at your left flank. You see shepherds climbing over their flocks by right. Behind you, you see a falconer release a flock of homing doves. Is there no end to this madness? Townspeople as thick as fog consume the streets of the town. For an hour, they search for you. But it's all in vain. You see, you taught the yaks another valuable trick. How to stand perfectly still on command. With a whistle, the three of you blend in perfectly in a hiding spot. <laughs> you stand, not moving a muscle. Next to you is Minnie Mall. Next to Minnie Mall is Molly. And next to Molly are several remarkably lifelike carvings of several characters from a famous historical scene that have been erected in the town square for some sort of annual festival. Three bearded men in robes, two proud, albeit exhausted parents, and a baby. In a crib, Aww. sitting on a box. <laughs> As townspeople frantically <laughs> sprint back and forth in front of your hiding spot, you look up and see that someone has hung a white poisonous berry plant above the lot of you. Mm -hmm. Just then, you feel Minnie Mall start to eat your pants. It's <laughs> another trick I told her. <laughs> After about an hour, you receive the greatest gift of all. Obscurity. My <laughs> question for you is this. 
What's in the box? Yay, a TK. I have to do a voice for this. Oh my. As you open Ooh. the box, you hear this jovial whisper. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you put Stan in the box? <laughs> and you pull out a, He's a pagan. small <laughs> red velvet satchel. You put dead Stan in the box? hey i don't kill saints (laughs) i don't kill saints it's a weird thing you know yeah (laughs) but you see this red satchel has gold fiber wrapping around it as the cord written on the uh, front of the the face of the bag in gold lettering it says you have been Good. Oh, well, that's a lie. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't been paying yeah. attention. Mm, looking at Grizz, it must be for you. <laughs> Is this like a grading scale? Like a 1 to 10? Yeah. Because I come in at about a 7, I think. <laughs> I'm like at a 1. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pass at all. So. Yep. This is proof positive that if you confess enough to the priest at the church that you, you, anything can happen. Oh, that's true. See, that's why I have a minus 3. I tried that once. I caught on fire. <laughs> No one had a good time. I, I just couldn't even get into the church. I, lightning, you know. That's, that's mine. Uh, yeah, so I rolled for goodness. Yeah. I came up in nat 16. What's that giving me? <laughs> nice. So the bag unfurls and opens. And when you reach inside, there's a smaller box. And this box has wrapping on it. But the bow's kind of loose. And where the box closes you notice there are little fangs that are coming down and the bow ties are actually eyes oh god you son of a bitch i should have seen this coming the box yawns (laughs) (laughs) and it says happy holidays to all who have listened to our podcast this year i am the mimic gift of christmas future oh look at you that gives a plus five to all stealth checks. <gasps> it's Squishit's face. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a talking mimic. You know how rare that is? It's coming in handy. <gasps> it's actually a static item that I have made for UCA. <laughs> now, why is he of Christmas future instead of uh, Christmas other? There is a Christmas other in the bag. There's nothing. It's what's known as a mimic bomb. The bag is a bomb, or the box is a bomb. No, no. there there are three mix in the bag. He up? No, he fires bombs at things. Yay! I was so ready to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another one called the mimic of Christmas past, who allows you to turn back time. And the third mimic lets you turn back time for one minute. Any damage that are incurred by your enemies stay. Your damage is healed. Is there a, a mimic of Christmas 1992? Because I have a, an outstanding bike that I've been waiting on. <laughs> There's a note in there that says, we ran out of uh, elves to assemble to that it. bike, Grizz. We're sorry. No. <laughs> I accept their apology. Wait, how do you ride a mimic bicycle? Very carefully. <laughs> that does not sound a good idea at all. You're, you're sitting on its head. <laughs> I, and there are oh. teeth there right where oh. you know certain things hang. You know what? I'm just going to ride Molly. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're good friends. <laughs> wow. How about you, Paul? What do you got in your box? There is a uh, 
uh, a glowing light coming from the seams uh, of the box. Exactly. There is a choir somewhere off doing uh, <laughs> doing that, and it fits perfectly as it slowly glows. You look down, astounded. Your shadow blasted against the uh, the three apparently wise men. Um, oh, I love how detailed this yes. is. Um, it's hard to look at, but you can't look away. Uh, as you reach to, to open it, the, uh, the uh, ribbons unfurl themselves magically. Um, as the box falls, uh, falls apart, um, unfolds itself, sitting, you see a, a, a mini scene of such. There's a, there's a little mini uh, living room. Um, there's a, uh, a fireplace, a little fireplace crackling away and sitting in the armchair, red plush armchair is a mini CA. Suddenly you are filled with happiness and you, you realize what you have stumbled upon is a, uh, I don't have any stats for it, but it's an item in which if you are feeling down, depressed, or in any way sad, you are just to look upon this mini CA and be filled with joy and cheer and happiness and it and it, it makes everything seem okay. So it's like a snow globe. Yeah, pretty much. With, Don't with tone in the box. it down. It's a snow box. It's me yeah. in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Paul wins. Okay. Yep. <laughs> wait, wait. I've got, I've got another thing that I'd add to it. Um, just as 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 an aside, if CA is ever in trouble, Mini CA will tell you. And so that's. There you go. <laughs> so, so that mini CA must talk to my angel CA because I was knowing CAs in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a second. It's like a second sense. Like mm-hmm. it is. It really is. <laughs> He'll message me. You okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I call this the cab, which is a CAB, the CA box. Anyway. Oh. Am I allowed to carry oh, myself mm-hmm. everywhere? That seems like something I would do. The problem is that little mini CA is also playing Super Mario Party, and so no. if you try to ask her if big CA is in trouble, <laughs> she'll just yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> Not now. My hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing my hotel. <laughs> that one's for you, Buzz. Oh, yay. <laughs> CA, what's in your box? I appreciate Well, I can't. You know, beat myself. Like, how do you? Uh, I could <laughs> suggest I mean, can, a website. But that's just um... weird. And again, after two thirty a.m. There's a website. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> again, it's a free world. Um... <laughs> so my box is actually a see-through box, and inside it looks like there's like an oozy present. A what? An oozy present. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna open the see-through box. Is it's like a rum cake, but not. Is there rum cake? <laughs> There's rum cake. I'm all over it. No, it's not. It's not. Because I'm cake. getting very confused, and all I'm hearing is oozy. Yes. Um, so is it, it's oozing. Oh, <laughs> it's I like thought, a a gelatinous cube. Inside. I thought you were talking but about the really gun. oozy. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have changed the whole Christmas period. <laughs> It's to, pro- <laughs> it's to protect the orphanage. That's what yeah. you have it there for. <laughs> All right. So one of the wise men ha- is holding a stick. I take the stick and I just kind of, <laughs> I lift the lid a little bit and poke the, I poke the gelatin. It goes right inside the ooze. Does anything happen to this stick or can I withdraw it? No, nothing happens to the, to your stick. 
I'm going to start singing Christmas music to it. Does the ooze start dancing? It does. Oh my god! That's Is it so flubber? precious? I know this ooze. <laughs> flubber. Nobody be angry. <laughs> I think it's flubber. I'm going to need Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas here, TK. It's the only thing that will make this ooze move. I think that's canon. But nope, the wrong song. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Without you, yeah, it is. Oh, this is made my Christmas. Such a blue. His little dimples Christmas are moving back and forth. Without you. Okay, too much. Too much. You're gonna get sued. Gonna get sued. <laughs> no, it is for the copyright. Uh, so as the gelatinous cube that looks like a Christmas present dances about the room, as it looks around, the plastic um, box that it was in begins to fill up with the picture of the room itself. Hmm. So you can see everything that's going on in the room in the box now, because that's what the ooze sees. In the room that I'm in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Why we wouldn't I just turn around to look at the room that I'm in? Well, if you took the ooze and put it in a room you couldn't get into, let's say you, you snuck under a door or something, then you could just look in the box and it would show you the room that the ooze is in. Oh. What happens if you put it outside? Uh, the ooze gets very sad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you put it outside and hit with a quarterstaff across the shins. Which, if it gets very... If he gets very sad, you put it in, in the box of mini CA and it's happy again. Oh, mm. yay. Yeah, but but before that, you get hit in the shins with a quarter uh, <laughs> staff. You're like, great, great. Now we pissed off the kilted sea lord and he's here. <laughs> I think room reveal is actually pretty interesting because if you were, let's say you were inside, you were hiding, let's say like inside a closet or something like that, you mm-hmm. would be able to look at the room revealer and see what's happening outside of the closet that you're hiding in. Correct. Yes. And it looks like a a Christmas present, so. Well, in that case, since the two of you clearly have replicated each other, I have no choice but to go with Mimic of Christmas Future. Congratulations, TK. You have won this week's What's in the Box. That is getting, that's going to be officially statted out before Christmas. I'm putting it on DMG. I'll send you guys copies because... My players absolutely loved it. Well, I guess I can't rate this podcast positively now. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I didn't know. And for fear of being attacked by my co-host, I plus five stealth and I leave. <laughs> Good. Okay, yeah. So um, on the shoulder, we are doing a. We're going to be releasing on the 22nd, which will be the 21st for On the Other Side of the World. Um, we are doing a four-part Christmas-themed uh, release. So it's a, nearly five hours of content um, released on the 22nd. So wow. there, there you go. Now, have you been uh, like recording this over a series of several, let's say, like days or, or different sessions? Or was it like one day and you just recorded it all and then broke it apart? So we do two episodes per session. Um, So we do two episodes a week so that we steadily grow a backlog. Um, And yeah, so this was done a little while ago, um, but we had obviously, you know, done the math and seen when it would come out. Um, And so this is our Christmas. Christmas. I think she says Christmas. Yep. Looking forward to it. It is Um, horror themed. I just, it's maybe not super um, child appropriate. Just putting it out there. (laughs) <laughs> as is the, my mouth shut <laughs> as is the universal disclaimer for that podcast yes pretty much <laughs> yes 
Uh, December the 28th, uh, Best of the Thread Raiders Countdown. That will be next week's episodes, plural, uh, because we decided that we had so many highlights, uh, some of which include Paul, I might Woo! add. Um, uh, we're so extensive that uh, we actually broke it apart into two different episodes. So there will be 40A and 40B. For those of you who want to uh, truly waste an entire afternoon with us, uh, you can listen to both, and then you'll get 70 highlights, uh, as opposed to people who might be in a rush, uh, might just want the top 25. And I mean, if you want just the top five, just listen to the episodes that I'm in, because clearly that'll be that. (laughs) Cool, cool. Actually, if you do want more of Paul, uh, he was on episode 33 of this podcast. So you can Yay. go back and listen to that one. Yes. Shout out. Just don't ask Paul about episode, uh, what was it, 26? We don't name that episode. We don't name that yes. episode. Yeah. Just you know, ep- don't ask that him about that. There, no there were, things happen. <laughs> we all have to go to Australia to bail him out. Yeah. And, uh, Some websites were uh, recommended. It's, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> episode 26 then, is the Voldemort of our uh, episodes. And then, then we got back to America. Briz and CA had to get Paul to bail me out. We're not even sure how that happened. Yeah. Yeah, TK's the money man, so you know it's bad if we have to bail him out. <laughs> Uh, January 3rd through the 6th is MAGFest. MAGFest! Yes! Uh, as a result, CA will not be in episode 41. Uh, we will uh, have some sort of robot, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> One of those fish that sing when you walk in front of it. It'll probably be something like it'll, that. It'll, it'll sound like CA. Don't ask why. <laughs> I didn't reprogram it and just, you know, download all of CA's yays. So for everything Grizz and I say, you yay! That's CA! And then you see CA playing ping pong and go up and like, or pinball and like, hey, see, how's it going? And Buzz like, look, just don't talk to her. I'll record a community update and give it to you guys. It's for your own good. (laughs) Next thing you know, Grizz and I get a call. So um, CA beat someone with a pinball machine because they blew her high score. Yes, MAGFest is the only time of year where I get a vacation. <laughs> so this is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. I'm making it to the finish line. I'm almost there. But uh, if you happen to be at MAGFest, I'd be more than happy to say hello and hang out with you. We can play games. Uh, they have video games and board games there. So we can also do RPGs and they have chiptunes. And I could go on forever about this because MAGFest truly is my favorite thing to do in the it world. looks like so. I'm coming to the U.S. Woo! In Yay! 2020, I have arranged it so I can come to MAGFest. <gasps> Ooh, planning way ahead. What is happening? I'm adding, yeah, it. I'm adding it to the job. show notes. <laughs> so excited about everything. Oh, Ball and TK are going to MAGFest someday. Hey. Oh, yeah, I had to plan for PAX Unplugged in, like, 2017 when CK and I met in, like, June. <laughs> I still can't believe we met. That's just so surreal to me. Crap. <laughs> then next in February we have the Stink Rat Streams. Yes, yes. I will be doing a very uh, special giveaway during each stream. A local comic book shop who requested not to be named, uh, which really disappoints me because they're <laughs> awesome people, are giving me fifteen D and D starter sets. Wow! Nice. To Yay. give away, as well as I am going to get us some awesome dice from our lovely sponsor, Tabletop Loot, because they are awesome people. Yay. I'm actually giving a bunch away for Christmas this year to my friends. You're like, we want dice. All right, Tabletop Loot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I looked at my order like, is TK going crazy? 
He ordered like the same set four times. And Welcome Party RPG <laughs> will be there for the Stingrazers. Yes. Yes. They will be. And I'm so grateful for CA for organizing that. You're welcome. Yay, Stinky. Maybe Paul will do some stuff with us. Oh. And, pressure. Uh, pressure. We got <laughs> a, um offer from Ice Cream Dice. They're going to give away a set of their new dice that have not yet been released Ooh. until the new year. He... Uh, Wonderful human being offered me uh, a few sets of his brand new, not yet released dice for the giveaway for the Red Raider stream in February. I'm not even going to see them until they get sent for the giveaway. That is exciting. Yes. Yeah. I was like, can I see a copy? No, (laughs) I'm not happy with them yet. (laughs) And all of our streams will be dedicated during the month of February to the Stink Razor. All money that mm-hmm. we raise through Thread Raiders will go directly to Stinky. On January the 5th, you can tune in to twitch.tv.threadraiders. I'll be posting on Twitter the exact time. I'm going to be streaming a horror game. I know CA will be at MAGFest yeah. and having fun. Mm. But uh, I'm going to probably call her at some point during that stream so she's going to hear me scream like a little girl. Aww. I have found a way <laughs> to stream... Fatal Frame on Twitch. <gasps> Yay! Oh, Ziggy's going to love it. Good game. It is a game that legit made me stop playing because me, 20 years martial arts, military trained, got scared. Well, this should be fun. <laughs> Everybody like, put puts down in like, my controller. how long DK will last in the game. <laughs> Um, and for those of you who want to support uh, uh, Stinky's channel, you can go to The Stink Rat Streams on Twitch. Uh, she streams all the time, and you can watch uh, her great stuff. Uh, there She'll well. be streaming more in the new year. She's had to move, unfortunately, but she does. Uh, I love her streams. They're so much fun. Please go check them out. Yeah, good stuff. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to say thank you so very much to Paul, our return guest host for today. You are welcome. Thank Thank you you for having me on. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. On the show, to plugging it again. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually calling us at midnight, so it is a huge uh, boon. No, it's the morning. It's midday. woke up midday. That's 15 hours from us. I'm a thread raider. You know how we don't know anything about time. <laughs> we don't. It's true. I also want to thank our uh, sponsor, Tabletop Loot. If you go to Tabletop Loot right now, uh, it is not too late to get yourself a Christmas present, even if it's not going to arrive until January. Uh, and if you do, use the word thread raiders as your code, and you will receive 15% off of your order, which is a fantastic uh, way to update your uh, gaming supplies for the new year. If you enjoyed our show, uh, please give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And for those of you who want more information on the Thread Raiders, you can go to threadraiders.com right now, where you can find links to all of our social media properties, including Twitter, Discord, etc., etc., etc. 